Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Folding the Cheese. K-Troll is back on the mic. Holiday hangover. Still roaring. Uh, there's another holiday, come to find out. So <laughs> it's not over yet. Um, this will be the last episode of the year of 2021. I'm stoked about that. It's been a good run so far. I am joined as always by the Kristoff to my Sven. Hey, watch it. What's wrong with you? I don't understand you when you talk like that. We're talking frozen, y'all. Ethan Gelfan, what's up, E? We're talking frozen. I think we I think we did hit our stride when we do some kids' movies. So this is a good call. Uh I appreciate that you gave me the person as you're the animal. Yeah, so thank I took you. The reindeer. Yep. It's uh it's funny you realize you, well, it's funny you said that. You know, we're, uh, another holiday is approaching. I feel like the time in between Christmas and New Year's is just such a no man's land. No one knows how to act. It's like, am I still on vacation? Should I be drinking at 10 a.m.? Like, what yes. do I do in these days here? The answers to both those questions are yes. It's a, it is. I used to take it off every year uh, when I had a corporate job. I was always like, you know what? I'm just not even going to bother because they'd be like the days would fall like Wednesdays or something. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go in just on this Monday and then I'll take Tuesday off. I'm like, nah. Just, you know, just take the whole thing off. Just make it just, easy. Just because you're cord. right. It's, it's a gluttonous, debaucherous week of really just sadness and depression. It's, it's it awful. <laughs> it, I mean, because you, you, you keep saying like, hey, after the holidays, I'm going to like, you know, kind of tighten get back up into it. get back into it. And then you're like, oh, well, it's still New Year's. Like, well, that's what, you know, that's what the whole January thing's all about, you know. And then you wait like, okay, well, now the kids don't go back to school until the third or fourth. So, okay, then, then it's official. <laughs> so, yeah. So it is just kind of that weird. Well, yeah. but what sucked is when I worked in uh, athletics, you basically only had like three days around the Christmas holiday because obviously you never, in college basketball at least, from where we were, you never played on Christmas. So yeah. you would basically have off, it could be as far as the 22nd. Ooh, slow down. So it'd be like the Easy. 22nd. And then I'd have to be back at practice on the damn 26th. So I was like, son oh, of a gosh. Let's say my wife was not a huge fan of our holiday schedule at that point. Yeah, I can imagine so. <laughs> Especially when you're in two different, your family's in two different states and uh, oh, yeah. trying to it make was, that work. It was ideal. Super not ideal. Great. Not great. And if Hanukkah <laughs> falls near Christmas, I mean, you're oh, just screwed. Yeah. Debacle. Han- it's not going to happen. Hanukkah jumping around the calendar. Damn, following the the lunar cycle, it's it's crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm I am I am going to be drinking it today and this morning. We've got the Wake Forest Demon Deacons taking on the surging five and seven <laughs> Rutgers <laughs> Scarlet Knights. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this for a second. For those that were not really following nearly as closely as we have, what a weird situation. Wake Forest goes to the ACC championship this year. It's it's one of the best seasons in school history in football. Mm-hmm. We end up getting a bid to the Gator Bowl down in Jacksonville, which is a New Year's Eve bowl, which is a big, big time bowl. The, bowl. Second, the second best bowl the ACC can get this year. All right. Yeah. So we're the second best team. And we're going to play Texas A&M. Great and school. Beat Alabama. 
they beat Alabama. It's SEC. It's Jimbo Fisher from the Florida State old rivalry we used to have. I mean, like, this is going to be exciting. They've got a great team. Then I start hearing, like, they've got a couple of their star players are opting out, you know, going to go pro or their transfer portal. I'm like, oh, great. So if, if we do win, now we're going to kind of have an asterisk. Asterisk. Like, they got guys leaving. But, you know, still great school, still great program. Their second stringers are, are good enough to compete with us for sure. Well, then all of a sudden, like, we get closer to the bowl and COVID strikes Texas A&M. They're going to back out. So they were like, wait, hang on a second. Like, <laughs> like one of the best seasons in school history. And like, we don't get a bowl game. Like, what is this? And ironically, I think the news that AM was pulling out was the exact same day that Wake Forest basketball was playing BC, who had to forfeit yes, because of COVID. That's right. So like, what the hell? Right. B- Wake Forest is just losing all their opponents. Yes. And in basketball, I'd take the W. So yeah, those, so those, those, may, those might be tougher to come by this year <laughs> or any year in our basketball recent history. But uh, in football, it's like, man, you really want to see these guys cap off the season, you know? And mm-hmm. like, you really, they deserve it. They've worked hard. They've had a great year. And so they're scrambling. And I, I read this. It's on ESPN. I read about uh, John Curry, the athletic director. He got both of those calls the same day, to your point. He heard about BC, and he's like, oh, shoot. You know, we had a basketball forfeit. It's too bad. Hope the guys are okay in Boston. And then he gets another call. He's like, oh, also Texas A&M's coming out of your bowl game. He's like, what like, the hell? Great. <laughs> what the well, hell? Now that's a scramble. What's crazy, too, is um, I think wasn't A&M the first team to pull out of a bowl because of COVID? Yes. Like yes. It was super early. Because as you yes. said, this was freaking New Year's. And we heard the news, what, back on – the second week of December or something like that. Yeah. So that was crazy that that, and then it was just a whole domino effect of teams pulling out. So that kind of sucks. Yep. So they, they scramble to start to find us an opponent and they're like, you know, if there's any chance we're going to try and find you somebody to play. And of course, as wake fans, we're kind of like, well, we don't want some like shitty team. Like we would like another good team if possible, but all the good teams, any team who's got six wins gets a bowl game. And like, they've even added an extra bowl game this year. So like, now you're thinking, well, how's this going to work? And they were like, well, maybe some other bowls will cancel. And then all of a sudden, you know, like we've got an opponent there, right? Come to find out that would have happened, right? Weren't there also some rumblings that... Right. But weren't there also some rumblings that there might be some teams who like, yeah, we'll play another one. I thought I read that somewhere too, that there are some teams that say, yeah, yeah, after our early bowl game, we'll play that too. It's cool. I think I heard... Um, Did you not see couple- that? I think I read yesterday and I didn't even necessarily put two and two together that there were some teams that reached out to John Curry who were like, Hey, we'd love to play you guys. And now that you mentioned that, yeah, they'd already played their bowl game. That's why <laughs> they're probably like, yeah, we'll play again. Sure. It's, it's like a two <laughs> weeks again. off, you know, in between seasons. Like I feel like, um, like coastal Carolina might've been one of those who was like, yeah, let's go, you know, cause I think they'd already played the bowl game and that'd be a good, you know, high, high octane offense coming in It'd be a good game. So yeah, there were probably some teams that had already played bowls that, that were like, sure. Why not? You know, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? So they end up going like this is. I guess the NCAA pulled this or Jacksonville tax label. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but they end up looking at schools who were not bowl eligible, the five and seven schools. And there's a system in place with the NCAA where they then go to the next first eligible team is going to have the highest academic progress rate, which which you may know something about this, but something to do with like passing classes or it's uh, also like transfer. Okay. transfer rate to that plays into it so yeah but you're right the apr apr the apr well then it looks like it's going to be either rutgers or illinois are the two like highest apr i guess and both the teams which is really hilarious yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just whatever um they both want to play i guess so then you know we're starting to field calls and all of a sudden we get the announcement 
uh, hey, you're going to play Rutgers. So you're going to play five and seven Rutgers who hasn't played football since Thanksgiving. You know, like they like they haven't even been on a practice field or anything. They had four guys I was reading that had to go back to Europe because they're from like Sweden <laughs> and Germany or something. And, and like a kid in Australia, they have a punter from Australia. Like these kids are overseas and they're like, one of them got quarantined because they got uh, COVID over home. in Sweden or something. So it's like, it's awful. So um, they had to like scramble to get everybody together. But then it was like Christmas, right? I mean, you're not going to like, practice probably on christmas but i don't know we'll see what happens uh, by the time you're hearing it's, this it's probably already done but it's probably done but pretty wild. Yeah. basically it's a lose-lose situation for wick because again it's just one of the storied seasons in history for them and uh unfortunately they had to play a, a sad rutgers team so if you win it's like okay you should have but if you lose it's like what the hell you suck um it's funny just a little quick jab at rutgers so uh you know, I obviously live in Big Dead country. I was at Penn State, so obviously Big Ten there. So uh, you've seen those commercials watching the Big Ten Network where they show each of the schools kind of Game of Thrones style where it pans over the country and like you see the biggest highlights oh, yeah, yeah. from there yeah. as it's ran right. over. <laughs> and so you'll see like obviously the Michigan, uh, the big house. And in Wisconsin, you see jumping around at Camp Randall. Ohio State shows like the OHIO. So then obviously Rutgers is last because they're the farthest on the East Coast. But man. <laughs> I tell you what, it's so sad what they have to show for Rutgers because their their history is not great. So it's like one, I think they show New York City and Rutgers is in New Jersey. And second, <laughs> they just have like a little billboard that says birthplace of college football. It's like, all right, let's let's not get too crazy. They're going to so, have that forever. So, I mean, you can't take that away from forever. them. But yeah, uh, maybe their volleyball team. I think their volleyball team won something one time. Their volleyball team is solid. They're pretty solid. Good. Pretty big yeah. deal. So yeah, uh, double side note. Have you seen the... Um, Eli's places spinoff of Peyton's places where Eli goes to Rutgers with John Stewart and they talk about <laughs> the first ever football game. Really funny stuff. I refuse to support Eli. I will never forget. <laughs> we'll never forget. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's funny. It's good stuff. So yeah, Wake is playing Rutgers today and hopefully by now, by the time you're hearing this, they have beaten them by 35 or more. Crush them. <laughs> Please. If they lose, it will be the most embarrassing loss. Maybe in and we'll just drink even more heading into the new year. It's perfect. That's right. We'll be drinking either way. Um, we did some sad news this week that we got to talk yeah. about. I got some great memories about this, so I think it'd be fun to talk about. John Madden passed away, eighty-five years old. Dude, Madden yes. is a freaking icon in yeah. every way in football. And I mean, obviously, we knew him growing up as the announcer. We didn't really know him as the coach of the Raiders and all that. And but some yeah. of my best memories were some of the calls that he made during games. I mean, him and Pat Summerall were honestly probably the best duo of commentators I've ever heard. Uh, and granted, I don't have the history of some of the old guys that can go way back. But um, I just the way he would call a game, he made it easy to understand for you while still offering great insight. And man, it was just exciting to listen to him play or not play but to listen to him call a game and one of the most favorite memories i had was actually um, tom brady's first super bowl and he's calling the game with pat summerall it's on fox and uh you know it's coming down one one of the highlights was right before half uh brady finds Patton in the corner of the end zone and just to hear uh, madden's breakdown of that play is spectacular he's like you found it in the perfect spot this kid da, 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 da. so to hear him talk about an unknown in tom brady and then finally uh if you remember I know you hate the Rams now, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, it was tagging yeah, yeah, and going with a, yeah. with a minute 20 left in the game. And yeah. Madden saying, you know, inexperienced quarterback, they should just take a knee, go play for overtime and, and, you know, just, just get into the locker room and, and get or just get ready for overtime. So, uh, you know, then obviously the Patriots, they should have. don't do that. They have no they timeouts. They, they just go right. for it. 
Don't ever. And, uh, <laughs> and never forget. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> never forget. <laughs> and anyway, just to hear Madden's play by play and just his astonishment and what's happening on the field. And then he, at the end of the game, he's like, yeah, they proved me wrong. I wouldn't have done it, but they did. And, you know, it was just awesome to hear him say that kind of stuff. So it, it was just awesome. Moving on to some other memories of John Madden, because that one uh, opened some wounds. Um, Sorry. <laughs> the turducken. How about the turducken? Where he's yes. literally hand carving a turkey with a duck stuffed in it, with a chicken stuffed <laughs> in it. He's just like, you got the turkey here, and then you got the duck, and the next layer is a chicken. It's a <laughs> chicken. And I can oh, see, I can just picture him ripping off the turkey legs, just eating it. Like, I mean, he's, the it, yeah, he's, he's like filthy. His hands are just, he's kind of a disgusting, you know, like he's just sort of disheveled. And that <laughs> was kind of his, part of his image. Right? He's a big dude. That's like just, <laughs> just ripping this bird apart. These three birds apart. It's pretty incredible. Well, and then obviously the, the whole turkey leg becomes a thing on the Thanksgiving game. And they would have a turkey with what, like 10 legs on it and just attach them all. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was a uh, it was a genetically modified turkey. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, it was. Um, we became obviously super famous with the video game, right? I mean, I think that's another of way. Course. We, we we knew him from his commentary, and they made the game, and he used to give commentary on the game, which is always fun as well. But this dude's going to live on forever, you know, just just like crushed it. He basically just crushed it. I, mm-hmm. I watched part of the documentary a couple nights ago that they put out on ESPN about him, and like I didn't, I guess I didn't realize he retired from football. 10 years into coaching and he was successful. I mean, he won a super bowl and he was in the AFC championship several times. He just, he just retired. He's just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'll never coach again. And wow. it was like, it was like it, it had a, had a, it warned his family and like he was away from his kids too much and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the reasoning made sense, but you don't see that that often anymore. I didn't realize that. And then of course he was real hesitant to go into broadcasting and didn't want to do it. And, you know, thought it was a joke and all that and ended up being, and then just crushed it. The goat. Yeah. I mean, it'd be the goat. So incredible stories. Um, but we all have memories probably of John Madden, either as kids listening to the calls like you and I did, or uh, if you're older, maybe you heard him, you saw him coaching and you have some great memories from that. Uh, bare minimum. You've seen him on the video games. I think we've all, we've all seen him. there. Yes. So pretty awesome stuff. Sure. All right. We're going to get into some football. Uh, this is the last Probably the last episode before your championship. Now, some leagues, every now and then, some leagues will play until week 18 if you have a two-week playoff system where you play matchups for two weeks. But we're going to assume mm-hmm. most most matchups, this is the championship. This is for all the marbles. And so this will be the last episode before championship week. We're wishing everybody luck on that. I'm in a couple myself. Ethan's in one as well. We've got to take care of business here. But um, in the future, we will still be covering football because the NFL plays on. Continues so on. It does continue on. There's a lot more we can do with DFS or Daily Fantasy on DraftKings. There's a lot more we can do with Sportsbook. Um, we're going to have some more pools. It'll be kind of fun as the Super Bowl comes close. And then uh, eventually we'll probably keep this thing rolling through March Madness, I'd say, as well. So we've got a lot more content to cover. Stick with us. We appreciate you sticking with us this long. Let's Lots get some news. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be around with you. We're going to continue to feed you nonsense. For much longer. <laughs> um, lots of news around the league as well. I want to get to some of this stuff. So yeah. Jimmy G. Jimmy G is once again ambiguously hurt. And we don't know. <laughs> We're not sure what's going to happen here. He has a tear slash break in his thumb. Okay, so let's play. see. So. But let's go on by Jimmy G standard. So tear slash break in the thumb either means he has no hand or he <laughs> right. has like a hangnail. So it's it's one of the two extremes. Don't believe sure what he says. It's, it's either the one. So I'm he not, did this earlier sure. in the year with like an ankle or a foot or something where he's like, I might be done for the year or I might play this weekend. It's like, <laughs> okay. All right, I'm Jimmy. I'm not sure what that means. 
It's it's so, gamesmanship. Yes. I feel pretty certain that he's not going to play and that Trey Lance is going to play. They're just two different styles of quarterbacks. And I think they're trying yes. to, to limit the game planning, basically. As you said, I Which, mean, Trey, I guess, planning for Trey and planning for Jimmy is completely different. So as you said, I think it is a lot of gamesmanship. But I mean, Jimmy yeah. just also could just be the worst diagnosticator of all time. So we don't know. He, he could be. He could be. He did say at Holiday Express last night. He might, he might be trying <laughs> to play doctor. I'm not sure. Right. Trey Lance is so good. So the reason this is interesting, I think, is that Trey Lance could be a, an interesting, viable streaming option if you had a quarterback injury or a COVID issue or, I mean, listen, it's it's not like every team that made the Super Bowl this year has got Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. Oh. I mean, there there was some weird shit happening the weeks yep. leading up to the championship that you could very easily be sitting in a championship and be like, uh, am I playing Kirk Cousins, Tyler Huntley, Trey Lance? I mean, like you really could have gotten there with guys like that. So I think it's worth mentioning like Trey Lance yeah, could actually sure. be a decent streamer. He's got a great floor with his rushing ability. He ran the ball 16 times last time he started a game and 11 of those were design runs. So, I mean, they're going to run the ball with him specifically. Right. If he plays, you could do worse. You could. You're right. As you said, it, it, the quarterbacks that have gotten you to the championship may not, as you said, may not be your studs. I think we talked about it when we were starting our playoffs. So look at the big names who didn't make it. You know, there was, yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, names like that. It's like, holy crap. Cooper Cup. Tyree yeah, Kill, Cooper 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 championship. Yeah. Wasn't even in our playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Mm-mm. So it's just, Mm-mm. it is crazy. Um, yeah. It's interesting you talk about with Trey Lance running the ball. What kind of question then comes up is what does that do to the running backs on that squad? You know, you talk about Debo, who's, you know, wide receiver and running back. Um, but then, you know, what, is, well, how does that Mitchell, work in the backfield? Yeah. Right. All we're hearing guys. that like Wilson, we're hearing that Mitchell might play. He's, he's still up in the air. So we're not sure if he's going to play. If he does, is he going to split carries with Jeff Wilson? Both of them are going to lose some carries to mm-hmm. Trey Lance. It does kind of so, suck. I mean, you, you, it kind of sucks to see a quarterback who runs this much come into the fold this late in the season. Cause it, there's a lot of question marks in that backfield. I worry well, about the receivers too. You know, I was going to say, haven't totally seen him balling out throwing the ball either. You know, that game he started, he had like, I don't know, 200 yards passing or something. Right. Um, so you don't know what you're going to get out of Debo or IU. Is IU no longer viable? Like, can he support all three of these guys with Kittle? I figure Kittle and Debo are the safer two yeah. of the three. But I feel like it would be a big Kittle game because you always want that tight end as your safety valve. Right. You think so? Um, so I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I got to start Debo no matter what. I mean, I can't, no I can't imagine can't a scenario him. benching him, you know, but. It does make me a little nervous. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I, I think if you got if you if you need to start Trey Lance, don't be ashamed. <laughs> it might be no, an okay play. No, no. You know, it might be an okay play. Um, where do you think he stacks up for you as far as like the, some of the names I mentioned? Like you know, Lamar showed up to practice and was hobbling, so it's probably going to be Tyler Huntley again. He's off the COVID right. list. Kirk Cousins is out there. He's gotten a lot of people this far. He's playing prime time again in Green Bay. Like, where, who do you think he'd go with? I mean, probably of those three guys you mentioned, I would definitely go with Kirk Cousins just because he is the more he's the safer play just because you pretty much know what you're going to get out of him. And he can he can also at the same time blow up. Trey is just it's a tough question. He's probably like a Tyler Huntley. Honestly, Tyler Huntley has been balling out and um, he's been awesome. So I would I love the guy. He's going to be my QB one next year. Um, So, I mean, Trey, I think would just be a kind of a half step below Tyler Huntley. Um, And that's not a bad thing. As you said, it could be. He the crazy thing is there are crazier times when a Trey Lance can win your win you your league, and um, it's awesome when you have him and put him in. It's scary, but 
Honestly, as yeah, you said, this goes back to like, been, do, you, do you regret starting a guy get and get too cute, right? Yeah. Is this you starting Jalen Hurts or Aaron Rodgers? I don't know, but it's if you're struggling with a quarterback at this point, whether it be the injuries, COVID or whatnot, or if you just didn't have a great one going into it, he's not a bad play. Yeah. You got to look at matchups to some degree. Um, and especially with these guys, I think if you're talking, if you're talking Aaron Rodgers versus Jalen Hurts, like I learned that lesson, it does not matter <laughs> who Aaron Rodgers is playing. It doesn't matter. You should start. I should have started him, right? And Unless it's week like, one versus the Saints. Unless it's the Saints week one. And he didn't score. He scored like four more points than Jalen did last year. So it, it didn't break my heart. I ended up losing by 20. It didn't matter. But I will say, in this case, you've got Cousins playing Green Bay, which is a decent matchup, but it's in Green Bay. And it's a primetime game. And we know he kind of sucks in primetime games. you got Trey Lance going against Houston. It's a home game for Sam Fran. Got to watch the weather, but it's a home game. And Houston's not the same defense as the Rams, who... Tyler Huntley is going to play against, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You, you have to consider that kind of stuff when you're playing with these middle tier quarterbacks, uh, all worth considering here. True. That's a lot of time on one guy, but I think that the <laughs> idea, I think the idea is that like that thought process can, can transcend a bunch of other players too. 100%. Um, I thought this was really smart and worth mentioning the, the Eagles this is the first time I've heard of this. I don't know why other teams don't do this. The Eagles are keeping all their right. quarterbacks in different rooms. How so whenever it happened earlier, like so when they're watching film, so... like they're in different rooms and they're just like videoing in. It's like, duh, obviously this seems so obvious. One, how did this not get thought of early when you hear of like, Oh, well this guy goes down. So it's this whole freaking domino effect when the, you know, when the Packers had to start Jordan Lowe, I don't know how he didn't get it. Considering how about Kim Hinton in Denver last year, how about <laughs> the Broncos had their entire quarterback room. With COVID, so, yeah. Kendall Hinton comes out of practice squad receiver. Finally, so, yeah, smart I, yeah, from the Eagles. Smart. Good job. Like, why did this not happen earlier? So good Eagles. for them, man. Good for them. Good, good on you. I hope that Jalen's the the uh, healthy one of the bunch. Yeah, um, right. but there are there are new protocol changes too to COVID, and players are coming back a lot quicker. And you can even you don't even have to get a negative test. I don't think anymore. You <laughs> just have to be like asymptomatic, and it's just wild. I guess they they decided that the asymptomatic spread is not really a thing. So. If you're not symptomatic and doesn't matter really what your test is, like you can play. So a bunch of guys that we thought were going to be out this week are already back on. Mike Williams, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis. They should all be back. Damn and you, Gabe gonna, Davis. He's going to keep the door open for um, Carson Wentz, who went on the list earlier this week. I got a feeling he's going to be able to play. So wow, we will see. Um, Adam Thielen, done for the year. Surgery on his ankle. Hated to see that. Dang. He's been moved to IR. He's not going to come back this season. Um, but it does open the door again for KJ Osborne, who's been yep. pretty good in his in his absence. So he would be a viable flex starter, I would say. Uh, Panthers are starting Sam Darnold this week over Cam Newton. <laughs> what does that say about Cam? Like Cam's zero five as a starter this year, and uh, <laughs> has been absolutely brutal. He's been benched in two or three of the games. So yeah, not good. So clearly a great signing by the Panthers. Great um, signing by the Panthers. Yeah, I mean they, they spent just, a lot of money on him to finish the year. And they and now he's not. It was probably incentive based. I mean, I'm sure he had to play a certain number of games. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. pretty sure he got at least five million guaranteed. That's a lot for halfway through the year. But anyway, yes. So they had no other option, man. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You don't, what? You don't like PJ Walker? Come on. PJ Walker has been bad. Uh, meanwhile, Robert Griffin III apparently wants to come back, so he's like up in, in the broadcast booth. Like, I'll I'll play. Anybody Did want you, me? I'll play. Yeah, and everyone's like, no. No one wants you to announce a game anyway, so no one wants you to play. <laughs> Did you hear his call in the uh, Michigan State-Pittsburgh game when um, Pittsburgh I, I was watched a fair amount of it, but I don't know. Pittsburgh coughed it up. Michigan State picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. So it's during the replay of it. It wasn't live. So he's breaking it down, and so the, the Pittsburgh guy fumbled it. And then he goes, bing bong. I was like, whoa. 
<laughs> Bing bong. He was, he was, yes, he was throwing out Maddenisms quite a bit too. He was trying to boom a lot in honor of Madden, which I can appreciate, but it wasn't really landing. But yeah, I think Bing bong might be his catchphrase. And um, Bing bong is a character in Inside Out. So that's what I only thought of. I was like, yeah. does he cry candy or does he have like. <laughs> oh my God. It was awful. Um, we have two, this, these are two interesting thoughts, I thought. Roethlisberger says this very well will likely be his last game at Heinz Field. It's a mon- Monday night game. Kind of exciting. We'll see what happens. He has cried wolf before. He has fake retired he before. He cried wolf. But, I mean, the guy needs to retire. I think we can all agree he needs to retire. The guy needs to be done. And, and then the Steelers, the Steelers want him to make the decision rather than to force him out. Of course, like ben, yeah. just, just please, you do it. Don't make us do it. Truthfully, he's still better than Mason Rudolph. So uh, yes, I think they, they're kind of like, listen, we don't have a better option. So just stay, you know, but, but seriously, if you want to go, like, but, that's really but okay. We'll be cool with it. Yeah, we're really okay. What are you talking about? They got, uh, was it Dwayne Haskins as third string? Come on now. <laughs> former first round pick. Awful. Yeah, that worked out. <laughs> first round pick for a different team, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> right. First round pick, they got cut by the team that picked him. Uh, and then Russell Wilson has some cryptic. I, I hope this isn't my last game at Quest Field. It could be my last game. At, you Uncertain know, future. I don't know. Like, well, I don't know about that one. That one. That one's gonna be weird too. So, I don't know if that if that plays into the motivation. I'm gonna get to this a little bit later. But I, well, actually, I'm gonna get to this right now. I don't know if this plays into the motivation <laughs> it's or not. Coming in right but, now. So, listen. I've got some lineup decisions I got to make. You I do. Want I want okay. your help. Okay. And those two points I just made are actually gonna play into this some. So. I've got two quarterbacks. I have Russell Wilson. I have Jalen Hurts. I've been rolling with Jalen pretty much every week. Except when Jalen was hurt for like a week or two at a bye week. And Russell right. has been bad since he came back from his finger injury, but getting better seemingly each week. He's finally got Lockett and Metcalf both healthy. Okay. So we've got Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts. If it's Wilson's last game in Seattle, does that matter? Does that, does that, should that play into my decision making at all? I guess is the question. He's, I don't got, he's playing the Lions, too. He, I, that was the bigger key. I was like, well, they are playing the Lions at home. But actually, surprisingly, the Lions defense is not terrible. Um, but no, I don't think the fact that it's... Because if anything, I kind of view that as more as a distraction. Think about, and I know you're going to say it was more of the weather, but think about when Brady came back to New England. He had a, he, he did not have a great game, and a lot of it was because of the rain, but I think a lot of it was the emotional aspect of it. So, because it's... Your first time back in the place you were there for 20 years. And so if Russell Wilson saying this could be my last game in Seattle, that's going to be playing on his mind too. It could be a good thing, but at the same time, it could also F with your brain and be like, I got to make these throws. I got to do all these things when he, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely in his case, at least he's definitely, it's like Brady was trying to prove something. So that right. also messed with his brain. You're right. And, and Russell's more in that mindset. I think Ben's in a different mindset, but Russell's also thinking one. like, Russell's also thinking like, Hey, you know, I'm playing for another contract I'm somewhere else. Job. I'm like trying to show out for somebody else so where yeah, i would be not shocked if like ben threw for 70 passes and only completed 20 of them but that's okay like it's a completely different mindset that this is my last game probably my career i'm just gonna go out what the hell gunslinging where yeah. russell as you just said like yes he would like to show it for seattle but also he's like well crap i also got to show for my next future team and got that on me so yeah i don't know I, don't, I think that's, that could be fair. a negative uh, mindset personally. Well, and Jalen's playing the 
worst pass defense. Did you see what Dak Prescott did last week? Did you see what he did? What Jalen did two weeks ago. I mean, Jalen put up 300 and and had two rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. He just slaughtered these guys. So So I think think we know your decision. So we think Jalen's going to stay in there. Okay. So then here's my next question that feeds off of the Big Ben news. I need two of these three players to play on my team. I've got Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been on fire. Fire. I've got Zeke, who is, says he's getting closer to 100% health. And I've got Deontay Johnson, who has been dwindling a little bit, as Ben has been dwindling. But here we are, Ben's last game at Heinz Field. Do we think they're going to let him throw it 70 times? And if so, Deontay's going to catch 30 of those. Yeah. No, and I think you hit it, as we just talked about. I think Ben is going to be slinging, and I think Deontay's going to be a, a great option. The one thing that concerns me about Zeke, man, is his touches. He's only topped 15 touches. Shoot. Let's go back one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The last nine weeks, he's only top 15 twice, and that was with 16. Unfortunately for him, he's become touchdown reliant. And yeah. I mean, I don't know if you can necessarily count on that. You know, you always hate having a player that's that's touchdown reliant for your points. And that's unfortunately what Zeke is right now, especially because with Tony Pollard being a great backup, you know, if he's still not 100%, they're going to be splitting a little bit. So yeah, Zeke is a dangerous play for me. I, I, ah, it's crazy to think that you would want to start a Deontay Johnson over to Ezekiel Elliott, but man, that might be where we're at. And it's even crazier that it's Amon Ross St. Brown is in the conversation, but. And, you think and he's the safest I, of the three? You think Amon Ross is the guy you're like, well, I'd definitely lock him in. I mean, they're running the offense through him. Deontay Swift's going to be back. So that's going to help open things up for him. I mean, I could take away some looks though, too. It might take away a couple, but at the same point, he has established himself as the go-to guy. Targets 12, 12, 11, 11 in the past four games. Um, Regardless of quarterback, so, too. And one yeah. was Tim Boyle. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not helping you here, but I think Deontay is definitely a play. And then it comes down to Zeke and Amon Ross St. Brown. What the hell? How did this happen? But, this is where uh, I feel like I'm getting cute, right? I'm like, you should start Ezekiel Elliott. He's a first-round running back pick, right? And then I'm like, well, but... This is but, what happens, dude. This is what it happens. It is. I don't, don't even get me started. I got Michael right Pittman sitting on my bench still. And I'm still <laughs> That's like, the crazy part. For him. <laughs> He's your third, your third option oh, yeah. behind those guys. I know. So I know. All right. Well, I'm going to keep thinking about it, but I, I think I'm leaning the same as you. I mean, I really think I'm leaning. I'm on Ra and Deontay Johnson and putting yeah. Zeke on the bench because of exactly what you said. Now, granted, last game they were it was such a blowout. He only had like nine carries, but it was such a blowout that they didn't they didn't need to use him. They didn't want to run right. him. They're playing Arizona this week. It's going to potentially be a closer game. I don't know. Arizona's run defense has not been great recently. They've given up a hundred yards to a couple of guys, but it's taken them like 25 carries to get there. And he's not going to get that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I could see him getting 40 carries and it comes down to touchdown or no touchdown. I don't know. It, it makes me nervous. Let's move <laughs> on to uh let's move on to last week's DFS where I beat you by about 30. You did. Even though we had five of the same players, David Montgomery was a difference maker for me. <laughs> and yeah. I appreciate you leaving Gabe Davis in your lineup, even though he was you out with COVID. I just wanted to leave the window open for you a little bit. It's just yeah. been so hard just winning so often in daily fantasy. I was like, let's let's throw Kemp a bone and it could be such a Gabe Davis bone. I am. It's a giving, you know, it's giving season. Appreciate giving that. season. So yeah, you did so well that. in trivia. Let's give it to him. So I ended up uh carving out about 30 points of that lead that you had, but it's still about 120 or 130. So I'm still way <laughs> behind. We'll see if I can make up some more ground this week. I have a weird team for sure. No, dude, my team is total. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. 
Yeah. Uh, Sportsbook last week went two and two. Again, the Rams minus three hit. Washington plus ten and a half did not hit. <laughs> oh lost my Wouldn't have hit if it was plus thirty and a half. <laughs> I don't think it would have hit in the first quarter, the ten and oh a half. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez, that was awful. Um Tampa Bay and Carolina did go under forty four. Parlay was blown up by the Chargers losing to freaking Houston. Like of the yeah, games what? I chose, that was not one that was like, yeah, I feel nervous about this one. Nope, didn't see that coming. So like I think I read a stat, 96% of bettors bet on that game with 90% of the money going to the Chargers. It's like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> that sucks. Um, so, yeah, that sucks. That's How about a do it update for us? Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it board update. It is getting tight, my friend. Do it. So uh, Kemper just has the... What is it? The Ferris wheel? No, not the Ferris wheel. The merry-go-round of <laughs> quarterbacks for Chicago. He is now officially starting his third quarterback. Uh, since again, I dumbly... Uh, this was stupid. I shouldn't have let you have the whole QB freaking room. We weren't so, sure when they were going to let Justin Fields start. And we yeah, wanted to go ahead and have the we were talking. We were talking Dalton and Fields, and now Listen, Foles is in the If mix, you want to just trash. take the weeks that Fields played no, and just no. take those same weeks from Matt Ryan, I think Fields would have won. <laughs> so... <laughs> close he dropped uh, so a few anyway, 20s he did so anyway nick Foles was your starting quarterback and he got oh, to yeah. 19.8 he got Hell to yeah. 19.8 in classic backup nick Foles style right. uh finally matt ryan is now on a downward trend he only got me 15.1 down from his uh week 15 high of 15.44 <laughs> we've so, seen his ceiling <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the ground is being made up it is officially a 22 point game with matt ryan up 242 to oh excuse me a 20 20 point game 242 points to 222 for the chicago yeah two weeks to play it's coming down to to the wire it's amazing i need to i need to make up 10 this week i mean it's gotta be it's gotta be a good (laughs) week it could happen uh and then going to our wide receivers unfortunately chris godwin is shelved but he still has the lead over cd lamb so cd got you 10 and a half last week which was not much not much but still it's cutting into it so chris godwin's still up 22 222.9 to 197.1 so Jeez, there's it's 25 points. points it's 25 points with two weeks to play which is i mean cd he, has shown he can, he can do he that, can do in that one one game. Game. yeah he can but uh, it's crazy to think that in that 52 point game he only got 10 points but as i said once it's a runaway you, you don't need to play your starters yeah so. yeah so there you have it my man i mean as we already know you won the running backs we don't need to go back into that so it's like, come right. on, man. One <laughs> week Taylor looks mortal. Cal- right. uh, Cook has COVID. So it's like, yeah. whatever. You're, you're Taylor dead. probably had COVID and just played anyway. And that's why he only he got did. 11 points. He's like, <laughs> so don't he tell anybody. To- I'm going to play anyway. It's coming down to wide receiver and quarterback, my friend. Okay. Very good. Picks and pick them. Uh, I had to change a few picks late in the week. We had some mega COVID issues and lost some starters. I made a few changes. Ended up changing three games. Two of them were good changes. Should have stuck with the Jets. Shame <laughs> on me. Stuck with the Jets. You blew it. <laughs> Should have stuck with the Jets. Jags suck for life. Um, that was a bad call. But the Jets had like 20 players on COVID list, and they still won that game. <laughs> Unbelievable. Amazing. So I am currently crushing. I'm up seven games on you and Leslie, who are tied again. Had to get cute. Got too cute. Well, surprisingly, I only was down one game to you this past week, which I was shocked at. But uh, But yeah, you know. Got to make moves. Two weeks left. Got to make some moves. Got to make moves. I hear you. Let's make some moves this week. What do you say? Let's do it. Jump in and see what we got. So the games are only on Sunday and the Monday nighter. So we don't have, obviously didn't have a game last night and um, won't have 
a Tuesday, hopefully, or a Wednesday game. We'll see, but hopefully we'll have the... <laughs> we've got the Falcons traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Assume you're taking the Falcons here. My darling Falcons. I mean, That's come right. on. They've Smash been so spot. good. Here it is. I mean, I need I need Matt Ryan, so I'm going to pick him in a big way. No, I'm not, unfortunately. Uh, the Bills are looking back to form. They crushed my Patriots. Did not... Yeah, they look scary now. So it's, it's clearly a, a race between them and the Chiefs. So I'm going to go Bills. Here and the Titans, excuse me. The Titans oh, beat both those me. teams, actually. So <laughs> They did. That was I'm a sure great why point. you would say that. <laughs> that was a great point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm also taking the Bills because the Falcons suck. And I don't feel good about Matt Ryan in this spot either, if I'm you. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I know. Loving his last two I'm weeks, getting... he's finally got to play a team that has a good defense. And I'm sweating not just because I'm wearing a Wake Forest varsity jacket. I'm sweating because it's Matt Ryan against the Bills defense. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, you've been in uh, Oaken sauna for too long. It it looks like over there. You're nice and and misty. Yoo-hoo, family. <laughs> Did not give away any trivia. Don't worry. All right. Um, yeah. So I'm taking the Bills. Give me the Bills. You're taking the Bills. All right. Yep. Well, next one we got a barn burner here. We got the football New York Giants or no New York football Giants. What am I doing? <laughs> Playing in Chicago against the vaunted Bears and your quarterback carousel. What you got? Yeah. The uh, the sauna's going to your head. You get lightheaded. I'm going to take the quarterback carousel in this one. I'm drinking in there too. Like when you drink in a sauna or a hot tub, watch out. Yeah. I uh, did some of that recently. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm going to take the Bears at home on this one. I don't care who the quarterback is. Literally doesn't matter. It sounds it like Dalton matter. has been practicing. Fields has not. Nick Foles is available. I don't care. Give me the Bears. Yeah, it's the carousel. The Giants are terrible. I just feel so bad for Saquon Barkley. I love that guy. I mean, I know he's just been hampered with an injury. I just want him to get back to form. And, and he can't do it on this Giants team. It sucks for him. So I feel bad for the guy, but it's Chicago and Chicago. Yep. All right, we got Kansas City going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. This will be a really good game, I think. And hope. two teams are going the right direction here. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, and uh, it's funny. I was just before we got on, I was reading an article um, about the Bengals and Bart Scott saying that uh, Joe Burrow has earned a beat down from the Ravens for life just because what he's done to them this year. But Granny's like, I loved his. It was a great reference. Bart Scott said he was out there playing Shane Falco, and so he's beating the replacements <laughs> over there. <laughs> like, okay. Fair. Bart's got well played. That's a great reference. I'll take that. That's a great uh, reference. So anyway, Burrow's looking great. Um, here's going to be my upset special. I'm going to take the Bengals just because I like how hot they've been on offense. But again, they're such an up and down team and it pisses me off because they should be at a better spot than they are. The Chiefs have locked up the division. Um, they've got a one or two. They got a one game lead for the one seed in the AFC. Um, so they might not have technically as much to play for where the Bengals are fighting tooth and nail for the division and, and to help their playoff standing. So I'm going to go Cincy because I'm, I'm assuming you're picking the Chiefs. Yeah, I got to, man. I mean, the Chiefs have to win this. I mean, both teams need to win for sure. Would you say it's a point, must win? It's a must win for both teams. <laughs> the Chiefs, if they want to keep the one, have got to win because if they yeah. lose and the Titans win, the Titans get it. You know, yeah. And the Titans have got Miami and Houston, I think, remaining on their schedule. So um, I don't. I don't think they're thinking the Titans are going to lose either of those games, honestly. <laughs> no. uh, although they could. They certainly could. Um, but so the Chiefs have got to win. And these teams are playing at the same time. Titans and Chiefs are playing at the same time. So you can't scoreboard watch or anything like that. So nope. I think the Chiefs are going, to, are going to take care of business. Their defense has been stronger recently and will be much better than what Burrow faced last week. I'm going to take the Chiefs. But uh, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting money on this one. I think the, the Bengals could definitely pull this out. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, Chiefs have won eight in a row. But speaking of another hot team of a huge winning streak, those same Miami Dolphins are playing your Tennessee Titans. Miami has won seven straight, as we mentioned last time, the first team to have a seven-game losing streak and seven-game winning streak. Who you got, man, in Nashville? You know I'm going with the Titans on this I one now. You're going it's going to be... I think it'll be ugly, and I think they're going to have to triple-team A.J. Brown, and we'll see who else shows up for the Titans. But you know Titans are going to take care of business at home. Come on. You're right. Uh, I, I knew you were picking Tennessee, and I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins not just because I'm trying to make up ground and I'm going to go against some of your locks. Honestly, this was a, just to be a dick. Is that what you're saying? Well, that would be more I'm picking them rationale. not to go against you to make up some ground. I'm really doing it just to be a dick. Just because I hate you. That's why I'm picking them. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, like the Titans have been scraping through wins. They have, you know, I, I was impressed at the fact that they got that win against that 49er team. I was AJ Brown showed up huge. Um, so they've been scraping by, but the key word here is scraping by AJ Brown helps them back for sure. But man, it's weird to say the Dolphins have been so hot right now, Hansel and uh, Hansel, excuse me, Hansel, Hansel, just like it's Anna, not Anna. And so, um, you know what? I, I'm going against it because I got to, but also I don't mind picking the Dolphins here in this spot. They've looked great. I love Jaden Waddle. The fact that he pulled out his little penguin Waddle as a TD celebration. That he was won me fantastic. Right there. That he was won fantastic. Me over. I, yeah, yeah. He, I'm a Waddle guy through and through now. I talk about embracing your name and just going for it. I do just love that. Did it. <laughs> to be fair, the Dolphins did beat Ian Book and the New Orleans Saints. So, like, and the Jets a couple of times. Like, let's hey, let's you got to win these games. You got to win them anyway. But Chargers lost to the Colts. I mean, to the uh, Texans. The Titans lost to the Jets when they had a healthy team. So, and hey. the Texans actually. <laughs> the Texans. So these things happen, man. <laughs> it does happen. All right. How about Vegas heading to Indianapolis to take on maybe the Carson Wentzless Colts or maybe the Carson Wentz led Colts? Uh, I love the fact that the Colts called Philip Rivers and say, hey, man. Um, <laughs> How do you think Sam Ellinger feels about that? <laughs> Dude, come Sam on. Ellinger's, they're like, Sam Ellinger is going to start for us. We did. We have had conversations with Philip Rivers, but <laughs> Sam, we, we have a lot of confidence in Sam. Like, <laughs> But we mm-hmm. talked to Philip, who's currently coaching his high school team. <laughs> but, coaching uh, high school team and is 50 years old. I loved that fact that they just called him. Like, what the hell? But no, man, even, even if it's Sammy Ellinger, um, the Colts also are, are a Hansel right now, looking really good, really hot. Um, man, Jonathan Taylor showing up even when he wasn't, he still had a hundred yards just going to get in the end zone. I'm going Colts Raiders are trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say that makes me a little bit nervous is the Raiders held that Denver rushing offense to like 10 yards rushing or something. And so you're like, yeah. I don't know what that was. I guess they just said, yeah, drew lock, try and beat us. And of course he didn't cause he sucks. Yeah, but he almost did. It was too close of a game against the drew lock led Broncos team. That's like, true. Come on. <laughs> but Sam Ellinger may not be any better. I don't know. I, if you, if but you want to ask me, better. like I watched, listen, I watch these guys. Now the Colts are a better team, I think, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I actually like Sam Ellinger watched him play at Texas he was in college. Good. He was a, he was a gamer. And that's what I love about the guy. He's a wild card. He's a gamer. I like that. So if they give him a shot, He'll be slinging it. Uh, I don't know if he'll be any good in the pros. I'm not sure, but I'm going to take the Colts as well at home. All the reasons you said. And I think Carson Wentz is going to be back, to be fair. Well, hey, and also just do what the Patriots did against the Bills. Just have him run Jonathan Taylor 80 times. It's fine. Yes, do that. (laughs) Do that. (laughs) 80 carries, 600 yards. Do it. (laughs) All right, man. Now we got my Patriots playing at home against... You know what? Suck at Jacksonville. Like even like we had higher hopes for you once everyone got fired, and you haven't shown up. So the Patriots are playing them. Who you got? Upset special of the week. I'm going with <laughs> Patriots. 
that's the upset shit. I mean, yeah. the, the Patriots are on just as much of a losing streak. Uh, yeah, I figure you go Patriots. I, too, am going Patriots. Although, again, I think they've come back down to earth. Everyone was so high on them after their big winning streak. But let's be honest. Let's pull it back. It's still a rookie quarterback. It's still a team that was very mediocre last year. And, yes, he did make some big offseason additions who have made big impacts. But let's reel it back. This is not a Super Bowl team yet. Um, but this is a hopefully a get-right game against the Jaguars. So let's go. Let's go, Pats. Patriots will be in the playoffs, and they'll be a good team. Uh, they'll be a tough out, but I don't think they're going to go too, too far. If they do, it'll be kind of one of those dream season things. But, um, yeah, it's a good team. It's a really good team. It really is. Yeah. It's just it's not like an elite team. you know. No. All right, next up, we got the Buccaneers heading to New York to take on the Jets. What's going to happen here? Man, the Jets off their hot win streak. Watch out now. They've won in a, won in a row. Uh, it's Tampa on the road. Um, done. Yeah, not a lot of analysis here. AB sat out practice yesterday, which I guess people were alarmed about. I would just say that's a veteran day rest, whatever. He's the only receiving option they've got, so they're going to take it easy on him. He'll be fine. He's going to light it up. Uh, I think Ronald Jones, a lot of people are looking at what he's going to do this week with Fournette out, and it's the Jets, who's the worst run defense in the league. I got an option to, to start him in one of my leagues, and I'm kind of thinking about it. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think the Bucks will take care of business. It's a matter of if they... If they, if they let Ronald Jones run the ball 20 times or if they even pull him out and have Keyshawn Vaughn run the ball when they're right, up by Vaughn. 21 or whatever. So, yeah, I think the Buccaneers will be cruising in this one. I think A.B. set out practice just to uh, work on his forgery skills for his cards in his business side hustle. He did have so. a – I think he had a st- stenography uh, class he was going to and then calligraphy after that. So he had, he had a lot of <laughs> – a lot of different things he's working on working uh, stylistically. On. Yeah, you know he's just a unicorn. He's got to keep his uh, his um, what's it portfolio very wide open. So that's right. There it is. Uh, next, we got an NFC East matchup with the Philadelphia the surging Eagles going against the slumping Washington Football Team. They're going to score. Uh, they're going to let the Eagles score fifty two on them or what? This is one of those games where you're like Washington has no chance unless somehow in the locker room they decide like this is a turning point and like we, we've got to be better as a team and like they were fighting each other on the sideline like I don't know I I just got to figure that the Eagles will just crush in this game they did last time they played uh, the Cowboys just embarrassed Washington that's the only thing if they have any pride at all and Ron Rivera is a guy that I think guys will rally behind if Washington has any pride at all they'll come back and make this a game and maybe even make it close I'm going to take the Eagles because there's as good of a chance that this is this team has completely folded for the season. And if that's the case, then the Eagles will steamroll them. Yeah, I too am taking the Eagles. I, I think you just said it right there. I feel like this Washington football team is is done. I think they have folded. You know, they were they were looking good at six and six. You know, they had a uh, great winning streak going and they were feeling good about it, potentially in the playoffs. Uh, lost losers of three straight. What they showed against Wash uh Dallas was just embarrassing. Uh not only what happened on the field but off of it. So yeah, I, th- I think they're done. Unfortunate for Ron Rivera, who is a good coach and a good players coach, but it's going to be the Eagles, the Eagles. Yeah, Washington's got a lot of uh, off the field issues they're dealing with too. Some tragedy, some just distractions. Like there's just it's been a it's been a bad it's been a tough season for them for sure. Yeah. All right, we got the Rams heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. This is an interesting one. You don't often see this late in the season, kind of like an interdivisional game like this, and yeah. you don't see these two teams play that often either. So, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, interconference is bizarre this late. Um, I'm going the Rams just because I think they're they're clicking and, and it shows they can do it without uh, a sturdy Matt Stafford. I mean, he was not great. <laughs> they three picks and they still won pretty easily. Pretty I mean, easily, which is scary. Wild. So I mean, their their weapons are coming together, man. Odell Beckham is finding his 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 groove, and obviously, he's still got that Cooper Cup guy, whoever he is, who's just been leading the way. The Ravens are 
I mean, they just got demolished by the Bengals, and I know they weren't uh, not healthy quarterback, and Lamar still is still limping around. But uh, yeah, I got to go with the Rams at on the road in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams as well. Um, Baltimore, you know, Tyler Huntley, if he's playing, I actually have more faith in them than when Lamar plays, honestly, because right. Lamar has been banged up. He keeps leaving games early and whatever. And and I'm now on board the Tyler Huntley bandwagon that you yeah. are driving, and I'm I've jumped on the bandwagon. So get it. I do I do like him, but um, this team is going in the wrong direction. I don't know what's going on with their offense in general. I'm going to go the Rams. This is a smash spot for Cooper Cup for sure. <laughs> Baltimore secondary just got absolutely torched by Cincinnati. Torched. And here comes Cooper Cup, OBJ, Van Jefferson. Yeah, I'm Watch going out. Rams. Yeah, man. As I said, Bart Scott, Joe Burrow has a lifetime of beatings coming from him, so watch out. <laughs> All right, so now here's a true divisional matchup. We got the weird Chargers at home against the where we thought they should be Broncos. What's going to happen? Yeah, uh, Chargers got to bounce back here. I think this – I'm not going to call it like a must win, but they just have to look better. They've got to come out and play. Like They, they got embarrassed last week at, at Houston, and so I think they're – They've got to come out uh, better than they were last week. I think they will. Um, I haven't heard much on Bridgewater, but I'm not sure he's coming back this year. That was a bad, was a bad hit. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the Chargers at home in this one. Yeah, I too am taking the Chargers at home, and I'm gonna use my must win hashtag hashtag must win uh, just because they need to, and they have to show that yes, they are a truly up and down team, but they have to show they can bounce back, and they have to show that they can do it convincingly. And I think this will be a convincing win. Uh, Herbert's not going to let him do that. He's going to light it up. Uh, they're happy to have Eckler back for sure. So I think it's going to be a strong uh, Herbert game, though. He'll get Eckler involved in the passing game for sure. So I'm going to go L.A. at home. SoFi. SoFi. SoFi, SoFi. All right, we got Houston traveling to San Francisco to take on the Niners. Niners are kind of in a must-win spot, too. Who do you like here? Davis Mills, second-best quarterback of that class. Just Maybe saying. the best. Maybe, Maybe the best. The best. Uh, yeah, surprising win against those Chargers, but uh, and surprising loss for the Niners last week against the your Titans. So, not surprising. surprising. <laughs> Sorry, you're not, not surprising at all. They were supposed to win. So, um, I'm gonna pick the Niners just because, um, you know, if it's Jimmy G, it's definitely one look, and I, I like that look against this Houston Texans team. If it's Trey Lance, it makes me a little more uncertain, but uh, I still think they have way too much talent to not beat this Texans team. The Texans have gotten their upset, their big-name wins already, so I think this is not one they get uh, on the West Coast here in San Fran. I agree. I am worried about Trey Lance being the starter and what that does to the offense and how they look. They're saying, reports at least are saying, it's the best four-week window of practice he's had all year. And you're like, well, I would hope so. He's Four-week window. It's, like, it's more reps. Like Obviously, a rookie quarterback should look better as the season goes on, if he hasn't, especially if he hasn't played. Um, so I'm, I am going to take the Niners. Uh, it's another game. I'm not going to put money. I wouldn't put money on this one. But I do feel pretty confident that the Niners will take care of business. Okay. Uh, so now we have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Dallas. This is kind of a funky one. What do you think? This could and should be a great game. Although Arizona has looked bad the last several bad. weeks and Dallas obviously looked great last week. So I don't know. I mean, this, these are two teams that are playoff bound that could meet again in the playoffs at some point. I'm going to go with the Cowboys at home. I have just have more faith in them at this point in the season. I don't know if that DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt injuries, if those really impacted Arizona on both sides of the ball, but they just have not looked the same. And uh, so I'm going to give me the Cowboys at home. Yeah. Especially if you, if you'd asked this earlier in the year, you would say 
even early in the year, you'd say this is a, a tough matchup, but this makes it harder that the Cardinals are slumping. But um, I'm actually going to go with the upset here and go with the Cardinals on the road, mainly because they have to prove that they are not a shitty second half team. And this is the game to make that statement. Um, they're sure obviously going to make the playoffs. They're going to make they're going to be in there, but they need to prove to themselves and to the leagues like, hey, no, we can finish seasons out. Hey, we we can make runs. And I think this is the game they need to do it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a battle of coaches who are kind of inept. Mike McCarthy is just stumbling into being 11 and four. And, you know, Kingsbury haven't proved himself yet. Obviously, we've talked about last season going six and two, then two and six. And this year, the start they had and now what they're doing. So. Cardinals got to show look like it. They have the runs right now. Yeah. Yeah. So Cardinals got to show it. And I think this is the game they're going to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, they, they very well could. You got to remember Dallas is also chasing that number one seed True. behind Green Bay. So they've got a lot to play for as well. Could be a good one. Hope, hopefully it will be. How about Carolina head into New Orleans to take on the Saints? Enter intra-divisional rivalry here. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we have to pick this game? Just because like, this is one's like, yeah. Do I have to? Sam Darnold versus, I think Taysom Hill should be back this week. All right, I'll hopefully. put a contingency. If it's Taysom Hill, I'm picking the Saints. If it's Ian Book, I'm picking the Panthers. Is that <laughs> fair? Can I have that contingency, my friend? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, I'm picking the Saints because I'm going to assume it's Taysom. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I have no faith in Carolina for anything at this point. It's really sad. They had so much... Weren't they like five and zero or something to start the nah, season? They were, they were on fire, you know. They were three and zero. With three and zero, they were on fire at the beginning of the season. And uh, Darnold's back. Maybe he, maybe the rest has helped him get his old form back. I don't know, but I don't have faith in it. The Saints' defense has been dominant lately, and uh, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I don't even know that I want the contingency. Honestly, <laughs> like Ian Book was really bad, but I think the I think the Saints will have either Simeon or Taysom Hill back. And if either of those guys plays, I'm in. Like. And I might even take him with Ian Book. Who, who cares? <laughs> with Ian Book, whatever. Uh, now we got the Lions traveling to Seattle. You're gonna. Be, I know you're going to be rooting for Amon Ra. So who are you picking, though? I am rooting for Amon Ra. Um, this is actually a tough pick for me. I got to yeah. tell you, it is. Like the the Lions have been scrappy, just like we, just like they were at the beginning of the season. They have been scrappy again recently. They got a couple wins now. They got the tie. Seattle going in the wrong direction. Seattle looked a lot better with Lockett healthy, so that that does give me some pause. I'm gonna go crazy and talk about you you being distracted. You know, Russell Wilson being distracted with all the stuff going on off the field. I'm gonna take the Lions upset special upset special at Seattle. Damn yous, I too am picking the Lions because I, but not just because I thought you were picking the Seahawks. I honestly think the Lions could and should win this game. Uh, they're scrappy, man. They don't quit. You know, we talked to Jason earlier this week and, you know, telling us all about Lions history. So appreciate that, that lesson there, Jason. That was a but, good, that was a good history lesson. Yeah. And, um, they're scrappy, man. I love, and I'm loving me some Amon Ra. He's been awesome. And it's just been fun to watch him play. Uh, again, if DeAndre's coming back, that, that helps open things up for that offense, which is good. Goff will be back Tyler. Cause yikes. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I think it might be in Russell's head a little bit. I, I think that's not a good motivation to have, that he's certain his, un, his future is uncertain and all this. So I'm I'm going Lions, man. Let's go, hometown. I did. I will say I looked up Jared Goff stats against Seattle because he played him twice a year when he's with the Rams. Right, you know, right. we, we found out later, and I, sh- I wish I'd known earlier, that he owned, owned the Cardinals. Owned the Cardinals, right? I don't know that he owned Seattle, but he, he lit him up quite a bit. And I'd say he was putting up like 300 a game. Wow. For right. for the most part. I mean he Okay, JG. If he's playing, I feel even better about Amon Ra. And uh yeah, I really think the I think the Lions could win for sure. 
There we go. How about Minnesota traveling to Green Bay? This is going to be Sunday night football. Vikings, Packers, prime time in Green Bay, zero in degrees. Green Bay, this is the game you want at the time you want. Uh, yeah, man, it's a good game. Uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay because they want to officially lock up that one seed. I think they can with this win. So they are, they're definitely playing for something. They don't want to have to play and give some time off. So I'm going Green Bay. Got a lot to play for, and Minnesota is just too up and down for me. I do not trust them. Yeah, I don't trust them either. It's It sucks. They've got a lot of talent on that offense. Um, the defense, they brought in a bunch of talented pieces on the defense that never seemed to really gel. And at times they kind of played and you're like, oh my God, that's Patrick Peterson. And other times you're like, oh, that guy sucks. You know, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> they, they can't get it all together. But yeah, I think Green Bay, this is like, this is a smash spot for them. It's at yeah. home. It's a night game in December. I mean, this is like perfect this Green Bay. Them. It's actually in, it's actually in January. Sorry. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Happy New Sunday Year. Night. Happy New Year. Uh, I think I think Aaron Rodgers goes nuts in this game. Devontae Adams goes nuts in this game. Give me the Packers. Packers. All right. Last game of the, well, I guess last game of the new year. Uh, we got the Browns traveling to Ben Roethlisberger's last game in Pittsburgh. What's he going to, what's going to happen? So I think the Steelers more than anything are going to want to get him a win. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that gives me pause about, him throwing the ball 70 times is because if he's playing like garbage, they're just going to give Najee the ball and make sure he gets a W. I think more than giving him a bunch of passing yards, they want to give him a W send yes. him off as a winner. So I'm going to take the Steelers in the win here. Um, uh, yet to be determined if he's going to be throwing the ball a ton, if they're going to let him air it out. I know he's going to want to, but if he looks bad early, they'll probably lean more on Najee. Yep. Um, but I'm going to take the Steelers here too much. The emotions are going to be high, but I think in a good way. And I think the team's really going to rally. Most of them definitely going to be high. Um, the one thing I just have pause for concern about if uh, you're saying that Ben is struggling and then they're just going to feed Najee. Najee's hit a rookie wall, man. He's yeah. He has not looked like the Najee of earlier this season. Um, but uh, if you look at the other sideline, Cleveland's not going to make the playoffs, but Baker Mayfield has a lot to play for. You know, he is playing for a contract. <laughs> he's playing for that extension. He needs to prove his doubters wrong. I know he's not fully healthy. Uh, but he has a lot to prove, and, a, and a, a road win in Pittsburgh would mean a lot, especially if he plays well. So I'm going to pick Cleveland because of that. I was I was going back and forth just because of the whole Roethlisberger last game factor, but I just think there's also the, the, the Baker factor and that he needs to prove it and show that he can win these tough games, and, and he, he wants a job next year, man. He, wa- he wants that money. So I don't think he can win these tough games. So that's the so this will be the proof. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You don't, and so I don't he, think so. He's, he heard that, and this is his bulletin board material. You know what he's going to hear? He's going to hear 70,000 towel-waving fans going ballistic <laughs> on Monday Night Football. That place is going to be It's going to be insane. wild. It'll be a zoo. I think insane. Rob, I think Benny also said that because Mike Tomlin has not had a losing season in Pittsburgh. And so if they lose this game, that would be very tough to going into the last game to get that win for Mike. So he also True. did that too. He did that as well. Yeah. He wants to get the fans behind him. Renegade, let's go. Renegade. Love that jam. All right. Well, there's our picks. We're we'll going putting several of those in our Better Off app. You can follow me at Ktroll. You're Ethan.Gelfand, is that Ethan. right? Ethan.Gelfand. Watch Ethan. out. Ethan.Gelfand. So let me tell you a little bit about Better Off, our friends over there. Driven by deep data and analytics, Better Off always allows new bettors and seasoned pros alike to track their sports betting picks in a simple, fun, and profitable way. With up-to-date lines from some of the most popular sports books like FanDuel and DraftKings, it's never been easier to keep track of betting trends, popular picks, and your own personal stats to provide a breakdown of what to bet, where to bet, and who to bet behind. Available in both the iOS and Google Play Store. 
Download the Better Off app and be a better better today. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-O-F-F. Better off. Every time, man, I just love be a better better. That's just the best. Better better. Better, Be a better better. better. I agree. It's a it's a great tagline. It is. Um, yeah, my picks, my sportsbook picks are in there. I'm going to give you those in a little bit, but uh, I'm starting to put some of my college picks in there as well. Now that the bowl yeah. season is upon us, and the bowl the bowl pick'em has been going pretty well. So throwing some of those in there, you can follow me and try and make yourself some money. Shout out to Kemper too, because in our uh, bowl Capital One Bowl Mania Pick'em League, uh, which Better Off is sponsoring, the nice two hundred dollar pot. You are in second place right now. You have been leading for most of the way. Then you had a, a tough day yesterday, but yep. right up there, our boy Hova. Get back on track, Joshy Rice. Currently, right. the sole possession of first place. That's so right. That's he's right. To get, he's trying to get them bones. Hova is surging, and he's yes. doing really well. It's Watch anybody's that. game. There's a lot of people bunched at the top here. It's anybody's game. There's a lot of bowls left. So, and, and also, the there's a lot ones. of them canceled. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot canceled, but these are the tough ones to call too. They're yeah. all like the top two teams. So, yep, yep. We'll see what happens. Uh, before we get into our DFS and sportsbook picks, why don't we take a little trivia break here? What? What? what frozen? What? Got you some frozen trivia. All right. I don't know. Do you watch this a lot? I know you have a daughter. You have a young son. So we watch a lot of children's movies. Is Frozen like one of the favorites around your household? Yeah, it definitely was, especially when uh, it first came out on DVD because Addison was in that prime age to watch it. She was around two and a half, three years old. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we watched it then, but uh, Brady loves it too. You know, he's gotten older now and uh, he literally likes it. Whenever we have a long road trip, you know, we kind of do, sometimes we do a movie roulette where we'll just pick random ones out of the little DVD sleeves. But his request is either most of the times frozen or frozen too. So really? uh, I have heard it a lot. I yeah. hear it. <laughs> I got the, the dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I ask you about specific pictures, you may not know of yeah, the dialogue. Got it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We try and tune it out. So our, uh, our minivan has got headphones for the kids. So when we put the, we pull the screen down to play a movie, yep. they can put on their headphones and we can actually listen to something else on the radio see so they, figure that out we don't have to listen to all the movies all the time we do the kids, sometimes so. the kids do have those headphones but we can't listen to something else i'm like well i'd rather just hear the audio so i just, just hear it that's I'll true picture it in my head there's some great jams in there man there's some great <laughs> there jams are. in there okay so let's see let's test your knowledge and see how you do all right okay as always i've got a i've got a snowball at the end if we need it but okay. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna need it because you're gonna okay. crush this let's see so what is the name of the snow monster that Elsa creates? Well, technically, Olaf is a snow monster that Elsa creates. So I'm gonna, I want to say Olaf. Uh, he is a living, sentient snowman. That is a monster. <laughs> that is a monster. Oh, man. Say so. I can give you choices uh, as well if you need them. Yeah, because uh, Olaf does say it. it's like old something over there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Give, me the, give me the choices. Choices are Fluffy, Slush, Blizzard, Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yeah, it's marshmallow. Yeah, <laughs> it's marshmallow. <laughs> yeah, marshmallow. Okay. I was about to say, right. like, even before, I was like, I think it's something around marshmallow. And then I didn't hear the choice. I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, yeah, it's marshmallow. Okay. Old marshmallow over there. That's right, because he's running out of the woods when they're running away from him. I think I lost old marshmallow over there. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> okay, I have a three-parter for you because I oh think knowing you, you can go down this rabbit hole with me. All right, and ready. knowing me, you're going to know why I did this. So <laughs> uh, give me the name of the actress that voices Elsa. Uh, it's Adina Menzel. That's right. What now famous musical, I guess I would say made her famous. I don't know if it did or not, but it did in my eyes. I actually saw it, but not with her in it. Uh, Wicked. That's right. 
incredible musical was, was my favorite until Hamilton. And now it's, I guess second, but it's, it's a, it's a wonderful. Musical. That was actually a uh, Christmas present. I got Kirsten a few years back that we took it when we lived in Pennsylvania, took a trip out to New York city, stayed the night and saw wicked. So yes. Oh, on Broadway. Wow. Yes. Oh yes. Nice. She was Elphaba, the, I guess, wicked, witch eventually. And then what TV show did she also make a cameo on? Ooh. A lot of singing Adina, in the show. Adina Menzel? She made a cameo on a TV show. I know she was in the movie uh, Hidden, or what's the one with Adam Sandler? Hidden Gem or Cut Gems, something like that. Did you see that one? Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't see that. So she was his wife in that one. I was like, that's Adina Menzel. What the hell? You always just hear her voice. She's, so she's been in a ton of stuff, I guess, since, Crap, what? since then. But she was on a TV show? show that was very popular like eight to ten years ago. Oof. I, I, don't, I don't got it. All it. singing. It was Glee. Oh, I never watched Glee, but okay, oh, makes didn't? sense. No, I was All not right. a Glee oh, man. Whatever. Anyway, she was on that. She <laughs> okay, came I get that. So makes I'm going to give you credit for that because the, the question was just who voices Elsa. <laughs> the question you, was just you who voices. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like rabbit holes. Okay, when dancing, the Duke of Wesselton or Weaseltown, Weaseltown, claims to oh. dance like <laughs> which animal? Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he mentioned, doesn't he mention a couple animals, but I know there's a monkey in there. Uh, there's also a bird, a which rooster. is what I'm looking for. A specific bird I'm looking it's not for. A, is it not a rooster? Is that your official guess? Oh, shit. That means it's not rooster. You saw me shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know he puts his hand up. He act, Which, okay, side fact about the dance. He act, um, It's from, you ever watch Arrested Development? Yeah. You remember like Job and like whenever they do like the chicken dance and like the. Oh, yeah. So he's doing the Arrested Development oh, dance. Oh, when he puts yeah. His, um, I, yeah I, I'll lock in Rooster. I know it's wrong, but I'm going to go Rooster. Oh, Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Yeah. Come okay. on. Peacock. Because that's why he All throws right. the feathers up. Yeah. Yep. That makes All sense. right. Peacock. Two for three. How many brothers does Prince Hans of the Southern Isles have? Did you just say it like in a span, like Prince Hans, like with that little? Did I roll the R? You did a little bit. I was like, "Wow, Prince Hans." Prince Hans. Uh, he's got twelve. That is correct. Twelve is brothers. You know, if Hans was just patient, he would have been king. Just saying. I mean, it would have taken quite a while, but yep. only three years. No, I'm saying with uh, with Anna, if he had just waited those three years, he would have been king. Because as oh. spoiler alert, end of Frozen Two, Anna is queen. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yes, he was not patient. He I'm had not a different patient plan. in his own family. He would yeah, have to murder he, yeah. his brothers. So yeah. yeah, he had a different plan, and that was to get rid of Elsa and Anna and take yeah. over. So <laughs> yes. All right, and this one is a softball for you, but and I think we talked about this on an earlier pod, maybe. But who voices Kristoff? Your Kristoff. Oh man, oh I almost blanked for a second. I was like, oh crap. Well, he was obviously in your your favorite show of all time, Hamilton, as King. Uh, it is one Jonathan Groff. That is correct. And that was going to be the follow-up. What role did he play in Hamilton? Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so well done. Four out of five. Great yeah, job, man. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know it. you're frozen. I do. I thought you were going to give me like a really tough one, which I knew the answer to. Uh, in Oaken, when uh, Anna goes to Oaken's and Kristoff comes in, how much does Oaken charge Kristoff for the snow gear because it's out of season? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like it was like 40, 40 yeah, yeah, there you go. 40. He's like, no, 10. He goes, no, it's still 40 out of season. It's out like, season. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. Yep. Something like that. I was going to, the other snowball I had for you was, uh, 
Anna says she and Hans finish each other's what? <laughs> in case you were <laughs> sandwiches. In case you were really struggling. <laughs> they finish each other's sandwiches. Obviously. It's and a great foot, line. And foot size doesn't matter. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> nice, man. I right. appreciate that. Those are good. Well done. Four out of five. Frozen. We'll take it. We'll take it's it. a great flick. If you got kids especially, but if you don't, still a good flick. Still a good flick. Still good a good flick. All right, let's get into our DFS lineups. Start us off with your murderer's <laughs> row of players here. Who you got? Watch out now. All right, so at quarterback, I'm going with yo man, Jalen Hurts, going against Hey-o. that amazing Washington football team defense. He was at $6,600, so thought that was a good value for our old Jalen. I think he could light it up, and I know you need him to. That's right. Going and going that. running back. I cut him on my team, but he is now in the fantasy championship against you. I'm going with one Devin Singletary who has established himself as the lead man finally, which I thought he would be doing all year. But anyway, uh, going against the Falcons, once again, a garbage defense. So he was 5,400 good value. Uh, now running back. Here's my, here's my one murderer, which I don't understand how I only have one with anyway. <laughs> one <murderer. laughs> here's my one murderer. I got Jonathan Taylor. your boy going up against uh, the, the Raiders, the Raiders. and, that is a terrible run defense. So he's $9,000 against that 30th defense against the run. So, yeah, there's my one murderer. And I don't know how I don't have any more like solid guys. I don't know what I did. But anyway, here we are. Randall, do it to you, man. Yeah, but I had cup last time, last couple times. Anyway, so wide receiver, banger number one, Rashad Bateman <laughs> of, <Hey. laughs> of the Ravens. <laughs> it's always good when it warrants a huge belly laugh from Kemp. So that's I did not see that coming. <laughs> $4,800. Boom. All right. Not, but hey, now it only goes up from here. So that's great. Uh, banger number two at $5,700. Oh, going against those same Ravens, one Odell Beckham Jr. Odell so Beckham. it's not terrible, but he's not like lighting it on fire. So he's he was a bit 50, touchdown dependent. He is. He's been getting them. But so he's been getting them. Yep. Okay, I take it back. I did have one solid guy. Uh, my last wide receiver is C.D. Lamb, which is kind of bad for me because I want him to do well, but then I don't because then that hurts me and they do it bet. So what am I doing? I blew it. Uh, but he's 7,100 going against a, a tough or a, a not so tough Arizona Cardinal uh, pass defense. Yep. So tight end, um, I went with Gerald Everett, who I've I've liked him all year. He's um, been hot the last three and weeks, he's, and he's been so hot. He's another Hans, Hansel. He's another Hansel going against the Lions. So forty one hundred for him. I'm flexing on you. Watch out, flexing on you with Boston Scott. Hey now, <laughs> hey now. So talk All about right. touchdown dependent. You know, Philly backfield's a huge wild card, but he's been getting a lot of those wild cards. So I'm going with Boston. Did you just and, John Wall me? Is that what that was? <laughs> well, that's right. This is the John Wall. This is John Wall. <laughs> hand in, hand out. Hand and, in, uh, hand out. And uh, my defense, we both picked him going with the Lions. Yes. All Adam. right. Adam. So the Boston Scott pick is really interesting. There's a lot of commentary on who's going to start in that backfield. Jordan Howard coming back. He's kind of not healthy. We'll see. Whoever it is is going to get a lot of run in that game. And so that could be a really good pick. We have two of the same this Ooh, week. Okay. All right. So not as many as last week. We had five. <laughs> five. All right. Check this squad out. Ready. You're going to be mind blown. Quarterback. For $4,800. Davis Mills. Please tell me it's Davis Mills. Trey Lance. Other oh, side of the ball. Okay. Trey Lance. You're putting your money where your mouth is. You're putting it. I'm going with it because of what it lets me do with my lineup. 
I am also taking Devin Singletary, which I just realized I'm playing against in the championship. I know. Not I was cool. like, <laughs> not cool. He's 5,400 against Atlanta. I think he's going to get a lot of run. He's been the number one in that backfield. Um, I'm also, I'm going to go with Rashad Penny for Seattle, 6,100 taking on Detroit. I was thinking I about think. Penny. I was thinking about him. I told you two weeks ago when you needed him to have a big <laughs> game, I said he will have a great game next week. And that's what he did this next past week. week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. I bet great game. About it. it was cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with Penny at 6,100 there. I am coming in hot with receivers. Look out. Cooper Cup, 9,500. You know, I got to go with Cup. I saw it at 95. I was like, I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? I also went Devontae Adams, 9,300. Boom, okay. boom. I you bet, like that, don't you? I better hear Bob Sacramento in this lineup or else oh, you're, you're cooking the books. This is <laughs> this is absurd. I negotiated a lower rate for several other players. <laughs> <laughs> what in the uh, hell? My third receiver is Zay Jones in uh, Las Vegas. <laughs> I need at, to Google. I think I need to Google that. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> he's at 3,900. And let me tell you about Zay Jones real quick. He has four straight games with seven or more targets. Or four of the last five games, he has seven or more targets. All right, Zay. Watch out. Yes. He's got nine. He has seven, five, seven, nine, eight. Those are his last five. So why not? 3,900? Right, why not? At tight end, I'm going with... Houston's tight end, Brevin Jordan, <laughs> who has had four or more targets in the last three games, three or more go. in five straight. So, wow. you know, he's getting some targets. It's lighting it up. Davis Mills, lighting it up. Why not? And at my flex, you're going to be shocked I still had this much money. I had $5,800 to spend on Michael Pittman. Oh, wow. But see, then, you know, I like pity. but at the same time, you're going to be cursing yourself if he has a big game on your bench in your championship game. Mm, not as much. I think my I think my rationale, <laughs> my logic will be sound. Not as much. I'd rather just still crush you in daily fantasy. I would rather just crush you in daily fantasy. And then defense, I too am going with the Lions. Yeah. 2,400 at Seattle. All right. Who knows? Okay. Wow. Yikes. You got... As what they say in Ted Lasso, two aces. Yikes! I got I got two aces. Double whammy: Devontae and Cooper Cup. They <laughs> might they might score. I th- I'm hoping they score enough points by themselves to beat you. Like I, they I probably will. I mean, I was basically trying to just take a player and like I don't care if this guy scores at all. <laughs> like I don't need him to score any points at all. Just have just the right the right dollar amount. Watch out for Rashad Bateman. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Rashad Bateman. Oh my god! If he, if he crushes me, that would be an all time pick. All right, uh, got some sportsbook picks here, and I did not check the lines this morning. I apologize. They pro- they may have changed. They may not have. Um, it's still a little early to make these picks. So, again, I will reiterate, I would wait until Sunday morning to make your picks for sportsbook because people are dropping like flies. Um, but so far, here's what I've got. I've got Houston plus 13 against San Francisco. Why the hell not? I mean, 13 seems way seems high for a me. lot against the San Francisco team. And when you don't know what to expect out of Trey Lance – um, I locked that in um, again. I'm not positive what the spread is this morning it might be different, but I'm taking the lions plus seven versus Seattle. Again, I think the lions could win this game, but if you're going to give me a touchdown, I feel even better about it. Um, I think Seattle's kind of limping to the finish. Lions got something to fight for. Give me the under on the new Orleans and Carolina game is at 39. These teams both suck. I have no faith that they're going <laughs> to score. Their defenses are actually both pretty good. So I'm going to go a low scoring affair. A lot on that of defensive one. touchdowns. Hopefully pick sixes. Yeah, and I would say there's a chance, um, if you don't like that one, look at the uh, Tennessee-Miami game as a possible under as well. I think it's at 40. So that's another game that would probably be pretty low. 
And the parlay this week, I'm going to take Green Bay versus Minnesota, New England versus Jacksonville, Buffalo versus Atlanta, Tampa Bay versus the Jets. These are all pretty heavy favorites. You're not going to get great odds. You're going to end up at around uh, minus 111, somewhere in that range. But that's basically double your money. So okay, Green Bay, Green Bay is doing the heavy lifting for you there. They've got minus 260, but I still think they're going to win. Nice. I like it. All right, man. Well, um, I like those sportsbook picks. I might have to take you up on that parlay. I might have to jump back in the pool, even though I've been god awful. But anyway, parlay's so have not been hitting either. We've always one of these teams is going to get upset. It's going to be like Atlanta beats the Bills. No, the yeah, Patriots, the Patriots are, Jacksonville, the freaking Jaguars. It's going to happen. Uh, nice. All right, so I've got an interesting do it better of the week for you. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let's you, hear it. You ready? Yeah. So one you're actually invested in. You're you're part of it. So this is just going to be a straight. Pick them. Okay. So we have four matchups going in our league currently for this last week of the fantasy season. Obviously, you in the championship game, and then we have three consolation matches. Okay. I've already locked up. I've already won mine. So I'm good at five. So I'm off this week. That's true. Um, But everyone else is still in the consolation bracket, and you're going for the championship. So we're just going to do straight pick them. We get draft picks for which which team we want to pick and uh, pick winners. And that's it. Okay. What do you think? All right, so you get to pick, like, if you win the draft first pick overall, you get to choose which game you want to pick, and you pick the winner for that game. Correct. Okay. What do you think? Uh, Let's do it. Why not? So flip that coin, man. All right. Abe has been not so great to me lately. We'll see what he does. I think it's due for a Tails. There it it is. Tails. (laughs) Damn it. All right. So. um, Do you want first and, well, do you want to go first or do you want second, third? I want to go first because I'm looking at the uh, third place game and that's probably <laughs> going to be a blowout. I'm going to take first. I'm grabbing towel. Don't let me down in the third place game. He should smash it against cheese. Yeah. Damn it. I was hoping you weren't going to pick that one. All right. Um, what you got here? Yeah. Well, geez. Um, you know what? I am going to go. The rest are pretty close, but my next pick, I'm going to take. Blake over Drader. So Biscuit Justice over Geethan Elfland. Uh, sorry, Drades. I know you're a longtime listener, but uh, yeah. Over your namesake, too. I know. It's my namesake. <laughs> so yeah, I'm taking Biscuit Justice. And then in the next matchup, man, we got some barn burners. You know what? Just take a little pressure off. I'm taking you. I'm you're taking, taking me in the championship I'm game. You in the championship. I am currently favored 141.93. 137.52. Very close game. Anybody's matchup. I'm going to you, man. That's the, Taking that's me. the faith and, and respect I have for you. Wow. All right. Hey, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. So the other game that we have is a consolation game, and the projections are 0.22 points apart for these two teams. This is absolutely anybody's game. Um, yikes. I'm going to go with our boy Ricky. Because of his running backs, um, he's going up against Jamal Williams and Jeff Wilson Jr., <laughs> which I don't think will do well. But then again, he's playing against Cooper Cup. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ricky. Yeah, Ricky's it's crazy. Been a, also been a loyal listener. Oh, shout yes, out to my has. boy Ricky. I got it's faith cr- in you. Take care of this. Take care of business in the constellation. It's crazy that the the projections are literally within point two of each other, and that uh, Dirty Sanchez has two players projected under ten. So this is just such a weird matchup. 
but Cooper yeah. Cup is that's the Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Back. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. His team was was so damn good and didn't make the playoffs. And I mean, not. he had he had holes for sure, but he also lost Christian McCaffrey. He lost Christian McCaffrey. That was he lost uh, James Robinson for a chunk of the season. I mean, he had some he had some injury issues he had to deal with, and it 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 hurt him. But he had T Higgins, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. I mean, good grief. Yeah. All right, man. Well, here we go. I think by Biscuit Justice winning and Team Butthurts winning is going to do better than <laughs> this is hard than Uncle Nate and uh, Show Me Your TDs. Do it, do it. <laughs> I say that Uncle Nate and Show Me Your TDs win both their games, and if we all four win, win by a greater <laughs> margin than Biscuit Justice and Team Butthurts. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Perfectly said. Do it. Oh, man. I love it. I love it, man. Well, hey, glad to have you back. Glad to hear you had a great holiday. Happy New Year to everyone out there. Happy New Year to you, my friend. The weight game is just about to kick off, so I'm still going to rock my varsity jacket while you got your jersey. I might sweat to death, but it's cool. Um, Run outside for a little bit in that 10-degree weather. It is. Michigan. Gotta love it. Enjoy your 70 degrees, you jerk. But uh, yeah, man, Happy New Year. It's been a great- Happy uh, New Year's. Great end of this year doing this podcast with you, so I'm I'm looking forward to 2022. It's been a real highlight. We got a lot a lot of stuff ahead of us. Yes, sir. So as always, keep on folding. Fold it. Oh, I do right, Jerry. Oh, I do right. Oh,